Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. And Patrick Kay. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. Right then, so it's uh, GDC right now at the time of recording, and, uh, well, there's there was some stuff already announced ahead of time, uh, probably the most important of which being this whole business with Valve and their new headset that they're bringing out. Uh, in conjunction with HTC. Yes. Mm. So, I mean, what do we think about this then? Yeah, this is massive. Um, we do need to be clear about what's been revealed, though. It's not... The HTC one is one of potentially many headsets that will work with the Valve system, but this is the first one that's been unveiled. The HTC Vive. Why can't they just call them Dave or Bob? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, How it, does this differ from the the Rift then? It's two screens instead of one. <coughs> um, the resolution okay. is lower than, for example, the Gear VR is, uh, despite being two screens. But it's going to be wider field of view. Um, it's it uses a different tracking system. It's got something like seventy two sensors all over the the headset. Uh, and it uses two tracking um, sensors in, inside the room, so you can it basically tracks you inside an entire room. So you can walk in, in around the, the whole room, and it, it, it won't lose tracking. There's also some sort of input device which it also tracks, um, which are represented in the game world. Um, so it, it, it looks like they're like fully embracing the whole standing experience it looks like they may even have some sort of input system which is obviously a huge deal um yeah there's there's sorry even though it is a it it can be a standing and walking around experience it is it is wired it's not wireless so there's still potential for you to decapitate yourself yeah um, but the the fact that they can track you f- inside an entire room is is pretty massive. Yes. Um, I mean, to be fair, the the Oculus demos, uh, the recent ones with the um, with the Crescent Bay, uh, 
um, had people standing up. Um, so they obviously had to sign a, uh, a disclaimer and stuff. And but they it did have them standing up and walking about on this mat and stuff. Um, but yeah, this is this this is a, a very different tracking system, and we don't still don't know all the details uh, about it. Um, so what's this VR base station? Is that <coughs> that's the that's the tracker? That's the tracking thing. Yeah. So, that's so what the, is that? Is that like a box that just who knows? goes somewhere in the room? Who knows? Who knows? That's yeah. the thing. Who knows? <clears throat> uh, people, somebody, there's been a lot of talk on Reddit about this. Hurrah for the Reddit. Um, somebody, I think it was this, people were talking about it uses the same system that we uses for tracking stuff. Um, oh, okay. Was that this? That might have been something else. There's been a lot going on this week. We're recording it on the f- uh, on the second day of GDC. Yeah, so just before Valve's actual press conference. When so they do or do not, when they have or have not announced Half Life Three. Obviously, the we'll teasers. have to stop the podcast because the internet will just cut out if that happens. Well, no, we'll have to do two different podcasts: one um, presuming that they did, and yes. one presuming that they didn't. And we'll hate <laughs> some of them either way. No, we won't. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just and we'll and we'll we'll put the wrong one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there may be a slight insert at this point, perhaps, but uh, that depends on how smooth. much of an awesome job I can be bothered to do with the edit, I suppose. So there well, we go. if it's as awesome as you normally do, not very awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be yeah. fair, I have, I've not had a chance to listen to any podcasts. Anyway, so, yeah. Oh, um, traitor. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I'm not really bothered about the... It can, it's lighting a fire under Oculus's ass. Oculus have their own reasons for doing what they're doing. It's not like they're a bunch of fly-by-nights. They've shipped a fair few amount of development kits, and they continue to support it. Palmer Lucky was blethering on about... Sorry, was talking proficiently about um, the new Unity, Unity integration system that's coming into public beta at the end of March. Um, they've got a lot of money behind them. They will make it work, Oculus. It's a bit tedious for everybody to be dismissing Oculus because another new shiny has arrived on the scene. But mm. although it's a fairly heavily developer-centric system, consumers have managed to wheedle their way in. So we should expect this kind of clamouring when these things happen. Mm. Bless them. I think I made a reference to like the great American land grab of like eighteen thirty something. Yeah. Well, I mean you've. Yes, everyone's everyone's getting a piece of the pie now. Absolutely, everyone is getting, all, all the big companies are at least involved it now. Beca- it um, is becoming overwhel- overwhelming. I, I I just I I just sort of looked at it and went, well, that's great, and I'm glad Valve are doing it because they they've obviously got a kind of awesome platform to 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 plug this into, and uh, you know that's going to be a big selling point for any gamers who are interested in this hardware. Um, but yeah, it just kind of leaves the question like all that work that the guys are doing at Oculus, is that going to benefit this? I mean, I know a lot of the guys from Valve left to go to Oculus, didn't they? Yeah, uh, yeah quite a few of them. So uh, specifically they're, they're, they're VR, they're VR guys. So, um, yeah, like, well, I mean, it's, it's definitely good for VR and that's, I mean, that's really the only thing, um, that's, that's as, as of interest to me, to be honest. Um, you know, it, it's like you say. It's like it's going to be massively appealing for gamers. I mean, S- Steam is essentially PC gaming, so yep. yeah, to to have 
have a piece of hardware that is so heavily connected with that ecosystem um, is great. And it like it's great for developers because, you know, they know that their platform is well supported. They know that, you know, they can get they can get actual numbers on, on you know, who they can who they can target, what, what sort of numbers they can target with with VR experiences. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely a, a good thing for VR. And I mean, it's it's hard to know at the moment. You know, I, I don't really think there's such thing as like one headset to rule them all. But it, it's until we till we know what the kind of consumer rift um, specs are going to be, we we can't really compare them yet. Um, we're still comparing, you know, developer kits which are like half a year apart. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome news it's very exciting for anyone who's who's interested in in vr certainly and and definitely anyone who's interested in developing for vr um and yeah i think like it is difficult to know how much it's gonna sort of how one is going to benefit the other i mean i know that oculus and valve were sort of very open with their research and i mean like some, uh, for example, like low persistence is something that was prototyped in the the early Valve headset. I, do you remember? Did you guys remember that there was a dual screen headset which they basically made um, to show what VR would be like five years down the line. Yeah. So they built a prototype with where m- money was not an object. They they literally just built the best thing they could to demonstrate it. And you know, one of the things they used was a, a very um, high refresh rate um, screen that had low persistence. And, you know, they, you know, that's something they shared with Oculus. And so Oculus massively benefited from that suggestion from Valve. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell, you know, are they still as open with each other in sharing that research? I I, I really couldn't tell you. It's also worth pointing out that there are other HMDs in development and available for non-consumer use. Um, So it... This is just the one that's gone, to, that's heading to consumer release first. There are other ones that have been on the scene for a while now, and they, you know, they're being used and stuff. But they're not necessarily ones that people will fork out and sit on their couch and play. Play with. There, there are there are loads, and that's the thing. I've been watching this for like the last two years, and they're they're popping up like all the time now. It's impossible to 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 basically keep an eye on it all to, to follow it all. There's so many, but it wasn't really until. OpenVR was announced that I thought, oh, well, this is interesting. This is, this actually seems like it's something worth being in that same ecosystem with, with the Rift and in, yeah. you know, in that it's not, it's not just a, um, uh, you know, a mount for your phone or, or something that's ridiculously overpriced for, a, for a completely high end market, which, which doesn't have that kind of, uh, massively supporting ecosystem that like Oculus does. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's I don't know, I don't know. It's it's a hard one. So Apple are getting into the market with their HMD patent, which was last week or the week before. Yeah. Quite recently. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what's an interesting one. IVR. Oh God. Oh, I know they're, they're <laughs> going to come out and go <laughs> VR. We. We we figured out how to make it work. That's what they're going to say, isn't it? And it's going to be like in five years' time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, like my my point is that um, that yeah, this is definitely one that 
seems like a contender for like a mass consumer product in in the way that you know in the same way that you know oculus is is striving to be um so yeah it will be interesting um yeah i, I it's it looks like um the original idea is still the same thing is in that the steam vr will basically support lots of different headsets and you know they're not going to sort of close that off to their own hardware or anything like that so it's um I, I don't think it's really going to be too detrimental to to Oculus, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's impossible to to tell right now, really. I guess. I just wonder if like uh, how easy it's going to be to support all those different headsets. I mean, I, I guess if you're optimizing a game to work in VR, you're kind of you know it's kind of going to work across them all really isn't it well that's the thing if you're making a game for vr you really want to make it for as many as the different platforms as possible um it's like making it, it's, a game for an android phone you know yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah and, and that's and that's definitely what we want to avoid here we want to avoid the android and apple split obviously if apple have an hnd mm. then that's where that they can fuck off and do that shit on their own but for everybody else we want they to probably avoid will. having loads of different splits <clears throat> between for this headset, you have to write it like this, and for this one, you have to write it like this. So, mm-hmm. if, if the Steam platform is handles the software, and you can just, I'm just, this is paraphrasing, definitely, but but you can plug a number of different HMDs into it, then that's a fantastic thing. That's a great thing. The key thing will be if you then if you then end up with an Oculus game or a Steam game. Because that Oculus have their own store, the, the Gear VR store uh, went live this morning, I think somebody said. Um, so it, it, it's exciting times, but there's still a possibility that consumers will get fucked over, and you may end up having to buy three headsets if you want to play all, all the games on all the platforms. And I'd, I'd well, like to avoid that. It's, it wasn't good for consoles, really. It just ended up being polarizing which it, it, it's not really something that's good for consumers ever is it it's, <clears throat> it's taking hostage of a of a of a franchise and 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 you know separating it to, to sell hardware which isn't yeah like you say it's not good for anyone no um but yeah like the point is it, I, I, what i meant is like having more vr platforms to write for for a developer is is a totally good thing um absolutely like the, it, the thing ultimately, though, is is that um, the platform is still essentially PC. I mean, you're playing VR games on Steam with a Rift. So in, in many ways, I think almost it's like Rift have forced Valve's hand. And by creating their little ecosystem, Valve have gone, oh, hang on, we've got the giantest ecosystem ever. We need hmm. to make sure that this, you know, that we have our VR thing out as well. And, you know, that there's that whole hmm. kind of... Exp- experience for the consumer uh they've got a lot more experience with that yeah well so. it makes sense i mean I, I mean valve like you say they they own they, they own that ecosystem don't they um so it only makes sense if they're excited about vr and they know that they can do it for them to go ahead and do it um yeah it it, it all totally makes sense i think um I just I can't wait to try one. I've like there's only been like little smidgens of like oh someone's tried it and they're not allowed to talk about it. But 
he said it's amazing and yeah but how much in the spring yeah it's not long is it and then consumer product at the end of the year i think yeah yeah just in time for christmas but uh, yeah i don't forget the steam machines are due at the end of last year and the steam controller was due at the end of last year (laughs) that's true yeah i'm really loving mine yeah i'm I'm fairly (laughs) sure that the headset might be ready but valve they're going a bit Duke Nukem with their release dates. So, mm. also we've, we're looking forward to Half Life Four. So, does that? <coughs> yeah, yeah. Really fair, anyway, well, it's well, good. Portal was 2012, so it's it, it's been a while. It does look like they're kind of, they at the moment at least they're not really a game a, a games company. Um, True. So yeah, for the for them to kind of get involved in VR, I think is. Makes makes perfect sense that it could you know that just building something that just integrates with their um, their platform just yeah I think it's I think it's a very very cool thing I'm very excited we've got no idea what form Apple's HMD will take but uh, meanwhile uh, Samsung have you know they're onto uh, round two of their commercial HMD uh, with the that the, they're they're creating a new version of the Gear VR for their new S six phones, <laughs> yeah. S6. Well, yeah, they uh, they move a lot faster than Apple, um, Samsung. They I think oh, they yeah. normally have like a six month um, product cycle. Um, so yeah, they 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 do they do bring stuff out enormously quickly. But yeah, well, I realize. Wicked, but this is another cool thing, you know, because like if you're if you're making stuff for Gear VR, you've now got a whole new user base to make games for. With people yeah. who've bought the new S6, so it's it's just win-win. It's it's awesome. Um, I just realised on the way home today that the next iPhone will be called the 6S. Oh right! And this is the S6. <laughs> so they'll be kind of like back to back, and they're going to be out a few months between each other, probably. <laughs> Well, you get them confused. I think you deserve everything that happens to you. So. <laughs> no, but the uh, the phone itself looks pretty nice, actually. Uh, it's mm. got the same resolution screen as the Note 4, but with a slightly smaller form factor. And the S6 Edge has a curved screen. For what reason, I have no idea other than that it looks cool as fuck. So uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, I think uh, you said on a previous podcast, uh, maybe even... Well, the one that went out last week, anyway, that um, might have a slightly reduced field of view with the smaller screen. Yeah, uh, possibly. I, I I haven't checked that yet, but I um, that might be the case. Yeah. But uh, apparently, yeah, they were saying that the um, the Gear VR was, uh, you know, it was it definitely exceeded their expectations at launch. Which is kind of why we're not seeing it disappear on this product cycle. So, yeah, it looks like uh, Gear VR's definitely around, going to be around to stay for a little while. Which, uh, I, if, if you, if listener, if you do know anyone who's got one, I <coughs> urge you to have a play with it because it's a lovely thing. It's really. I've a been taking thing. mine into work for weeks and showing people. I kind of want to get it, on the train with one of ours from work and just see what people do, or we'll go, go and sit in a pub and put it on and just see what happens and record people. I think that would be the, the amount of people that try it and go, I want one of those who have no interest in gaming whatsoever yeah. Yeah. is loads. It's a lovely thing. Um, it's a great thing. And like I said, like from the start, it's, it's just like the secret weapon of VR. It's how to show VR to the guy down the pub. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And yeah, and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, like you said, the the store, uh, the the kind of monetization of the store went live this morning. So uh, that was in America, though. It, yeah. It's happening at the end of this month in Europe, I believe. Um, but yeah, that's that's really cool because it means more ten- content's going to come out. People have been holding stuff back because they can't sell it yet. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Yeah, the uh, the S6 and S6 Edge are out in April. Uh, according to Engadget, so six. I, I, if, if I do end up <laughs> yeah, jumping that's on a board, great reason to get it. Yeah, <laughs> success. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound quite as good, does it? <laughs> no, uh, if I do well, make that the sounds move, like success, doesn't it? So yeah, uh, I suppose yeah. Like it's win-win like win if you try to sell. If you try to sell either of these phones to an estate agent in Chelmsford, like you've got no problem. <laughs> Just it's in the bag. You'll buy one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if I do make the jump, jump though, I'm still in contract until the yes. Eight probably, <laughs> right there going. That would so, be yeah. neural. That would be, you put something in your brain or something, or swallow a pill. Anal. <laughs> <laughs> Anus VR. The eye anal. There we go. That's, the eye probe. That's what it'll be. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on then. <clears throat> yeah, moving on. Uh, Intel have come up with a new method of rendering uh, for better VR performance, apparently, which is. Cool that Intel are doing anything to do with graphics, I suppose, but that's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's something to do with. I did actually read this article. Um, I think it's something to do with. What's it to do with? uh, I think the way they're they're getting around it is that they're rendering stuff very, uh, very well in the middle of the image, and as you. Oh, like foveated rendering? Yeah. 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 It's called. uh, But not. It's a distortion astigmatism. Yes, because, I've got when, because when you look at something, you don't actually you don't focus on the bits around the edges. Therefore, yeah. you don't necessarily need to render the bits around the edges at the same quality where as where your eye is actually looking. Right. Yeah. Which works, I think, will work best when you have eye tracking. Otherwise, you could keep your head in one place. I've got my yep. hands in front of my head, listener, <laughs> uh, and then just you can move your eyes around inside yeah. the headset and that's when it would become a bit that's weird. That's when you catch out the bits that aren't rendered yes. fully. Yeah. But the eye stuff will happen one day. Yeah, in the it? eyes. Anyway, uh, right. Uh, oh yeah, so uh, update on the whole NVIDIA fiasco. Um, we, we, we mentioned in a previous episode that there was an issue with the way that the memory was allocated on the GTX 970 and uh, they, there was, they've actually filed a lawsuit about this now saying that they uh, missold the device uh, because uh, the four gigabytes of RAM on the card uh, isn't all being used. It's not being used as a true four gigabyte card. I think from what I've read, uh, it's a three and a half gigabyte card and the remaining half a gig is being sort of split up and used kind of in various optimization type ways. Can, can, um, can, can I just put it out there? You know when you buy a 32 gig memory stick for your computer? Mm-hmm. Not a 32 yeah. gig, is it? How many lawsuits are filed for that? Well, I think I think the the reason that are they just this having a go because was, it had, there was a massive hype train beforehand, or what's? Well, do we think I think it's, it's a legitimate lawsuit in our capacity as lawyers. I mean, <clears throat> personally, I'm really happy with my card. I'm getting 
awesome performance, like, you know, 60 frames per second, everything but, on. But you had a massive it. leap from your previous one, didn't you? It was a, it was a pretty good jump, yeah, I guess. I was kind of it in the middle. It was a massive leap, dude. That was yeah, massive. To the, <laughs> near the top, I suppose. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I mean, from my point of view, I'm playing in 1080p, so I'm not going to notice the problem because the shortcomings are, uh, are occurring when the cards are used in SLI or, and when they're rendering uh, at like 1440p. So, yeah, at, in, if you're pushing it to that level, then I think this card has a clear uh, deficiency and uh, isn't as advertised. And I think that's okay. where the lawsuit stems from. Hmm. But uh, apparently they are going to put out a patch... Oh, they put out they put out an apology, <laughs> saying they <laughs> will try harder patch. next time. Um, but they are actually uh, working on a patch to address this, and I think it's going to, uh, you know, sort out how the memory is allocated and hopefully uh, give some performance increases or rectify the the glitchiness that is happening when people are using the cards in that sort of top end way. Um, but overall, it has it has sort of disappointed me really because I was thinking I, w- I could buy another one of these and SLI it, and if well, well we'll see how it goes like later down the road I suppose. But at the moment I'm thinking, do I want to do that if uh, if they're not actually going to work as well as I thought? You so. you probably could still SLI it. You just may not get all of the power what has been advertised. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking like with VR in mind. So I mean. This is the thing, isn't it? I mean, you won't necessarily need two nine seventies to have a great experience in VR. Yeah, yeah, One that's it. it will suffice. It depends what you want to do, I suppose. Mm. But then, yeah, you can drop things down, and the overall effect is still more impressive. So, yeah, it's not. Mm. I guess really about the eye candy. No, he's, he's learning. He's learning. I am. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of eye candy. Can, uh, just before you do this, can we group both both of them together? Because Unity Five is now free as well. A foot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you. Yeah. Well, we can mention Unity. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, it's the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, as I mentioned at the top of the show. And so, of course, there were some big announcements about the two big uh, game engines out there. Um, for, first of all, though, this was earlier though, so I'm going to mention it first. Mm-hmm. Um, Unreal Engine Four is now free. Uh, so, boom. Um, but before that, not only is it free, but uh, there was a story earlier last week what, talking about how Epic's actually giving away $5 million to developers using the Unreal Engine. Uh, so it's like they're, they're, they're creating like a grant system where you can sort of basically... Uh, it's it's like for... Uh, they're saying you can use it in conjunction with crowdfunding, is that right? Yeah. Just we, we we do need to be very clear about the Unreal Engine 4 is free bit. It's free for you to use it. However, if you make money out of what you sell, uh, you need to pay Epic 5% of that, above right. $3,000 a quarter. Ah, so uh, yes, yes. If you're a small indie team, <clears throat> that may, or, may, may not have an impact on you. But if you're doing massive projects that require game engine type stuff, it's not really a viable option, which is why we we don't do games at work, but we do do corporate, what I would call corporate games, <clears throat> and there's lots of budget attached to them, and we can't necessarily be throwing 5% of that at Epic as much as we would like to. 
So no, I'd say, but when you're like uh, a set up a proper sort of company, I guess it's. But but for people who are just on their own, I mean, yeah, do you find that interest interesting, Patrick? Like, well, uh, I oh, mean, you're yeah. both working on I, stuff, but I mean, like, this is a, an amazing week for for like indie developers. You've got UE4 now just becoming completely f- f- like free. You can just download it. You can start you know working with the the blueprints and, and stuff. Um, and you've got Unity 5, which... I, Unity 5 is, um, is had, has been segmented into a free version and, uh, and a paid version. Um, and since um, just a few hours ago, they've basically said that now um, there's going to be a personal version and, and a, a, a commercial version. Professional. And professional version, that's the one, sorry. And um, essentially, it's it now means that the free version is feature full. So there's there's you can use everything that you could use in the the full version before, and more with all the new stuff that's come out of Unity Five, which looks amazing. So this is you. You're basically going to save a bunch of money. Y- yeah, dude. This is basically. Imagine you've been trying to work out how you're going to come up with a grand. Um, or for something or you've been doing. A month. Or seventy five. Several, it's like sixty pounds a month or something like that. Yeah, bloody cool. yeah. Um, for, with a, for a, for a year contract as well, it's like a twelve month con- contract as well. Um, and then suddenly, oh no, it's free. Like yeah. best news ever, best news ever. That's amazing. Um, and like it's it's really really useful for me personally because I've been doing stuff with Ian and I've got the free version, he's got the paid version, and it it, it's, it causes problems because you know there's things that. We want to put in the game, which we can only do with the paid version, and yeah, so it's just amazing. But now amazing we're on the news. same. We're on the same bit of the playing field. Same Ooh, playing right. field. Awesome. Yes. But uh, what do you think about these grants, though, that you can get for using Unreal Engine Four? Like, I mean, but would it, that tempt you over to that? I mean, <laughs> is is there uh, are the skills transferable? Would it be too much work at this point to? to move across to a different engine uh to be honest dude there's very little things that i do because of money uh, i like the reason i spend every evening mucking about with unity 5 is because it well, sorry unity 4 um from the last like three months or so is just because i i, I love playing with it um yeah, there's but no if you sort were... of you'd have you'd have to ask my point is you have to ask someone who makes games for a living that question yeah, but I mean, if you basically uh, say, for example, you and Ian get this what you're what you're doing up to a sort of prototype level, and then you go to sort of, uh, you know, you could you've then got the option of going, I guess, to Kickstarter and pitching it to the public, or you've got the option of getting a grant from uh, from Epic. Uh, you know, those, uh, is that something you would do if you could get enough to, like, say, quit your day job and for, just do that? For, do for me, that, those aren't necessarily the goals. It, it's right. it's about VR is going to happen in some form, and I'd like to get something out that you know people start talking about in some way, even if they all start slagging it off. I'm fairly sure they're not going to slag it off, <laughs> um, but it, it, it's about exploring the opportunities for me that exist yeah. in this particular. You know, current niche of the market that, that's, that that's not exa- everybody is yeah. doing you know that's that's exactly how i feel about it, it it's it, for me that the main thing is like 
there are very little windows of opportunity in history where you can do something and it's not been done before uh, it's hard enough to do that in anything but like ha having this opportunity where vr is out there and you can make things for it and you can make an experience and make someone go to that place like mm. the the opportunity to do something that's never been done before like it that's what that's what's appealing for me like it's and and I don't mean that in like a oh, I want to be the first one to have done something. It's that playing around with VR like just kind of set my imagination like just into overdrive, and I I I was constantly getting all these ideas, and it's frustrating me having to wait for other developers to to make these games. So it it's just a case of well, just dive in and trying try and do something. Um, with the tools that are, are out there and luckily the tools that are out there are like amazing um, and have just got better as well which is which is incredible but yeah that's that's really that's all I'm really thinking about at the moment is that it's it's an opportunity to make art on a completely new type of art platform um, and that's 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 my that's that's what makes me do it really that's what makes me interested in it uh, uh, to mm. answer your question rob i think either of those is a good way for a company who whose goal is to make money to get some investment up front epic have said themselves that it's in their interest to give people money to make games because when those games then become successful they get their five percent back so <clears throat> yeah 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 that's but then i i think that's a that's a good enough exchange but i but it it does it did make me think at the time when I was even saying it that these grants, like the, they're saying they're between five grand and 50 grand. And if you've got something that's good enough to pitch them, then why don't you just pitch it to Kickstarter? You know? Yeah. And that's because that sort of buy-in, if you're only asking for 50 grand and it's a really good, you know, working prototype, can, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I, I, I guess, I, it's, I, I guess it's the second option, you know, if you can't, get anywhere in kick with kickstarter to, to answer your mm. other question about is it enough for me to want to move to ue4 having done unity for a number of years now um <clears throat> not really because i've been doing it for a number of years i have a programming background so i can do the cody bits quite well slash easily let's just go with easily not necessarily well um <laughs> but i can do them and i can get my head around it mm. so last week i'm just going to load the page up so i can be reminded what date it was on the 24th of february i was myself and some of the guys from work went to bristol in the uk for the southwest vr conference and <clears throat> it was a load of industry people and game devs doing micro lectures 15 20 minutes about different aspects of vr where they thought it was going how they thought it would affect different industries and as well as all of that, which was extremely interesting from a dev point of view and from a VR point of view as well, um, there were also little companies showing their stuff around around the central conference area. One of these was a company called, insert company name later when I can remember who it was, uh, <laughs> and they were just three young guys. It was their first game, and I, I was talking to them about why did what how did they find programming stuff did they use unity did they look at ue4 and they said and as non-programmers they looked at unity and went oh that's all a bit complicated got ue4 had the game up and running really quickly so 
Wow. Right. If you're, I, and I think a fair number of people have said that, if you want to get something done quickly without having to bother about any programming, and I'm not being elitist about the programming, if I could not program, that would be fucking awesome. But, <laughs> you know, you need to program some stuff sometimes. Um, yeah. But these guys had produced this, had produced this slick little game in UE4 very quickly, and it worked. Networking, uh, multiplayer, great, good fun. So if you want to get something done fast, maybe UE4 is the way to go. It does use C++, though, which is a... Yeah. Unity uses C Sharp, which is... Yeah, I think that makes less people's heads explode. Who knows? See, if I could, if, if I could get something off, <clears throat> up the, off the ground, like, like what you're suggesting here with UE4, and, and then pitch it to Kickstarter, I can then hire a C sharp or C plus plus programmer yes, to do the absolutely. bits that I can't mm. do. And that's and that's all you would need to do. <laughs> However you yeah. have to it's the application of time to make that happen to start with. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say that the 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 very beginnings of a project are on on Unreal it, it it's a bit more it feels a bit more like you're making a mod for a first person shooter than than starting from scratch. Uh, right. and, and and you know it, you've got You've kind of got like more straight out of the box when you when you start a project. Mm. Um, a lot of that stuff, I think people turn off and remove and stuff. But yeah, um, but but with Unity, it's like you start with you start with nothing. A gray, you can start with nothing. And can add whatever gray sky, well gray. But to be yeah, fair, I mean, so. UE4 is the same. Just because it comes with maybe that's the uh, the test project or the in- the included project is a shooter. And that's what the game is, the engine is traditionally known for. And you can build stuff for the new Unreal Tournament, which is available for to just get down, play, mod, add to, be part of the creative team for that, or the development team for that. Then, you know, that's okay. People have done great things with the Unreal engine. Um, Deus Ex. Kite and Lightning did <laughs> all, of the, all of the Kite and Lightning stuff for VR is in the UE4. And that that's looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so there is some stuff to be done there that isn't necessarily the generic shooter, hmm. and it's good. We'll hopefully we'll see some more creative stuff that isn't just another shiny manned fucking shooting game. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> sorry. I'm not a hater, but I, 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 there is a yeah. I think with VR, it's not just about how it looks. So the right tool for the job is always a thing that I'm going to stick with. I uh, they put up a, uh, a like a show reel of all the different um, Unreal games uh, for GDC, right. and there's quite a range. Uh, you got Arkham Knight, that's Unreal. Um, shiny, shiny lead character. Yep. Next. DMC, Dead Island Two. Uh, Dead Island Two. Uh, yep, yeah, it's a Space Hulk game. Well, Dead Island used the Chrome engine. Uh, apparently not. Infinity Blade, obviously. Vanishing of Ethan Carter is UE. Uh, so, yeah, there's quite a few things. And across mobile devices, Fable Legends is uh, Unreal. So, yeah. Tekken 7 <laughs> is Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of different kinds of games that, but then obviously they they're gonna promote that, I suppose. Adrift, that's a UE one. 
but yeah i don't know yeah it's exciting times because unreal engine's got that kind of um what do they call it it's like a blueprints blueprints that's right yeah yeah. and so that's like the lego that's that's what i'm I'm talking about with it it feels a bit more like you're making a mod for a first person shooter it's 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 kind of you can just pull a load of toys out of the box and have it's less it's less about coding stuff and more about checking boxes and dragging things across and stuff which is fantastic Mm. unity has a similar system for animations called mechanim uh, which is absolutely fantastic. You can chain stuff together and it's just a box joined to this if this happened and this happened. And it's great. You, you need no programming skill because it's just like building Lego, as Pat says. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's It's not a problem at all. It's whatever works yeah. for you. If Unreal 4 is enough, if Unreal Engine 4 is enough for you to go out and think, fuck, maybe I can build a game, get UE4, give it a go. Mm. because it would be nice if within 10 years the AAA games makers had less of a control on everybody's money. Oh, yes, <coughs> it was. Well, it's starting to get that way more and more, I think, as mm. uh, they are finding it very slow to adapt to the way things are going and are motivated more by the lowest <coughs> common denominator, shall we say, and think... the, <coughs> the to... biggest share of the pie. Pat was saying earlier about it's a it's a rare time that comes along where you can be part of something that hasn't really been done before. And everything that we're doing here has been done before in some form. It's just a different way Mm. of presenting different things using technology that already exists. I think it's very similar to when id and valve and uh, Epic were doing the shooters in the late nineties because they'd kind of been done before, but not in the way that they were being done by these teams. And Mm. I think VR what's happening with VR at the moment in the game industry could be kind of similar could be because everybody's just kind of doing it because they want to um, at Southwest VR Nick Pittam was there who's done he did the studio Ghibli Ghibli? Jimli? I'm going to say Ghibli Ghibli let me say Ghibli please. say Ghibli though if you like <laughs> anime yeah yeah, but he, he'd done Spirit Away Boiler Room he'd done demo. a couple of simple demos in Unity that just looked amazing when you had these cartoon animated characters in there. They looked bloody beautiful. And now he's at a conference doing stuff. Uh, he's part of the team making Crystal Rift, I think. Yeah. And he, that's you know, right. he's it. absolutely loving it. And a year ago, he just knocked out a couple of things in Unity. Jesus. Yeah. It's a good time to. And the Brazilian. I'm not going to say chick. How disrespectful. Uh, Anna Ribeiro. From Pixel Rift. Which is also awesome. Yes. Which is the game where you you play stuff on your Game Boy. Or something. In in the Rift. It's kind of like AI coming out of a VR experience. Yeah. And then the characters come cool. oh, okay. and you, they move around the room and stuff. Which is great. Yeah. But again, she hadn't had a lot of programming experience before she did that. And now she's, you know, living in London, not in Brazil, running a games company. So... It's that kind of space, I think, and I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any goals to do any of that, but I think it would be nice to get some stuff done. I just think it's an exciting thing to do. Yeah. Like, do you want to do something that's never been done before? Yeah, of course you do. That's yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, like another part of it is just that I kind of, you know, there's things I want to play that I that aren't that, as far as I know, no one else is making. But if I can at least make a part of that, that's to me, that's like. That, that has a lot of value um, 
and you know, like part of me, part of me just wants to make a game for like us free to play. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean like, that's always like, been yeah. my goal with Unity stuff. Uh, uh, Exactly, and like Unity allows you to do that. Yeah. You can literally build something for like three or four people who you know and make an experience that's, you know, that's literally for those people. Yeah. Like, I don't think you could do that very easy, very easily. Like, you know, twenty years ago, um, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot of time to put something together and to get an idea and to. And I think uniquely in in VR, you know, a lot of it is just the feel of that space that you've put in, and it doesn't take long to put that together. Um, and yeah, that's it's, it's just it's just so cool, so cool. I think that's the problem, though. For me, it's like for you guys, the goalposts have been moved to that place where there's sort of a lot more potential, and it's a different kind of thing. For me, I just as someone who plays like more traditional games I'm though my goalposts aren't over there yet and I'm just so content and overwhelmed by the amount of things I want to play that I don't have time to yeah well here's the thing like no one really knows what a perfect VR game is yet not even people who've been making games for like their whole lives do you know what I mean like everyone's kind of in the same boat with it yeah, um, and, and surely and, VR games like normal games, they'll be subjective anyway. And I think it should be that way. Because I think we should be forgetting what what a, a, tr- a traditional game is in regards to making a VR experience. Like we don't know what it is yet. The, the whole the whole thing at the moment should really be be still about experimenting. Really, like that's that's the kind of thing I find more expe- more exciting about seeing it is experimentation rather than oh, there's this big AAA game that's that's yeah. on the horizon it, it, which is done that's cool as well but do you know what i mean i i i i, I kind of want to just see lots of cool different experiences because that's sort of what vr is anyway it's 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 that kind of it has the potential to, to show you anything it doesn't have to be a dungeon exactly, exactly. and jump scares and all of that no. no exactly but i mean i'm not saying that you know i'm content with whatever big triple a game of the month is i mean i still think there's a lot to be said for a lot of these like early access games i mean uh Eurogamer recently gave like sunless sea 10 out of 10 uh before they changed their reviews um and that is a top-down roguelike uh explore around and make up your own stories game oh sure i mean there's no one's saying there's not great games out there there are amazing games out there and you know i'm still excited to see just normal 2D games as well but the the point is VR is like unlimited potential isn't it like there's so much to still to be seen and like it does obviously there's still experiments to be made with gaming gaming hasn't kind of established itself as what it actually really is yet even even though it's been running for decades no one can really tell you exactly what makes a game a game and the rules keep on changing like every few years as well when you get kind of more experimental stuff being being released um more and more often um but like it's it's to me it's it's just it's about vr games it's it's there's you can put you can put a 2d game in vr you can't put a vr game in 2d um so it's it's that kind of uniqueness of the platform like you literally can't have these experiences any other way. The things I'm building in Unity 
wouldn't work in the same way for a screen. And I'm not building them for a screen, I'm building them for VR. And that's how it should all really, really be in, in terms of VR games. They should all be built for VR. And unfortunately, financially, for, for most developers, that's not a luxury that everyone has. You know, if you're if you're building for a new platform, it makes sense to to build for existing ones as well because then you know you've got this 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 large user base. But then that means you've diluted the VR experience because you've made it for something else. And like that's something that I have the luxury of not having to care about when I make stuff for myself. Um, so yeah, that's that's part of it, I guess, as well. Yeah, I suppose I I just. Um yeah, I, I guess I'm more enamoured with game mechanics than I am the level of immersion gaming provides these days. But I guess that's just because I don't have a VR headset. And to me, it's like I came around yours. It was like I went to Disneyland and then I came home. <laughs> so it's like that's kind of my only real experience of it. I haven't lived with it like you guys have. So hmm. I do think it will be like that for for a while yet. I think it will be a number of years, perhaps, before mm. VR is where everybody hopes it will be. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I Just mean, because people don't takes necessarily want to have their their world view obstructed by this bucket on their head. I don't yeah. have a problem with it. I have a problem with it when my wife sneaks up behind me and pokes me in the side when I'm doing shit. It scares the living shit out of me. <laughs> I'm an does. older man. It's going to kill me. So, I mean... <laughs> And I just swear a lot, and she laughs and runs away. But uh, well, I mean, people, if you... that, that will be a showstopper. That will absolutely be a showstopper. Yeah, but I mean, if you explain to people back in two thousand and eight or nine or whenever the the first like iPhone one launched, if you explain to them how it was going to be like this year, like I don't, I still don't think like millions and millions of people would go out and buy it day one, just as they do with it when a new iPhone launches. Like when that new niche thing comes out. It takes it takes everything takes a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's I think that's good to be honest. I think it's good to have that kind of um, kind of more clustered and more independent kind of culture of, of development um, where you know you, like like you said you know there are people still experimenting with different things rather than it having to be right okay this is we're, we're launching today it's, it's make or break guys and you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean and it, and it totally it totally all depending yeah. on some massive triple um, A game that and I'm sure that will happen because those companies will want to get in that space like Sony are with Morpheus mm. but it would be nice if it was delayed slightly and because of the availability of these new or of, the, or of these engines that let you make games, actually anyone can do it. Also, last week or this week, Adobe announced um, a game engine called Stingray, I think. Yes. So, another one. Yeah, so there's another one. It, it ties in with their other products, which, for the love of Jesus, are not cheap. Um, but that's <clears throat> CryEngine still available, I think. It's pretty pony for VR by all accounts but it's still available if you don't want to do a VR game there are, all of these game engines are available for you to give them a go and I can't bang on about it enough even if you think hasn't cry you know sorry just, just give it a go you have nothing to lose from downloading UE4 doing some of you tu the tutorials and seeing if you get bitten by that little bug which is mm. so amazingly bitten pat in the arse or whether it's bitten <laughs> yeah. in, in the creative <laughs> core of his brain 
<laughs> well, uh, GTA 4 got delayed, so I don't really have much going on around Easter now. GTA 4's been <laughs> out since 2009, mate. Sorry, to... 5. Okay. 5. <clears throat> GTA 5. Yeah. Even if you just spend an hour doing one tutorial, at least you can mm. see if there's any sparks going off. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's what I did. I just found really simple fit stuff um, and just did those. And, and when you, when you realise that like those kind of basic things are really kind of easy to achieve, then it's, it's, it just, it just, you know, it just gives you the confidence to kind of experiment with more things. And event, eventually you find yourself kind of just compulsively experimenting with it. And, and every single time I've done like a new thing, I've, I've been able to, you know, use things I've learned from the last thing. And, and it, it, yeah, it's, it's just, it, I think I said it before, it's kind of like just it's Minecraft for grown-ups. It, it, it really is. It, it's just quite a fun way to build things. Um, so uh, how far off do you think you are from having something like showable then? Well, Any? we're going to make a very short demo of the one that we're building at the moment. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's going to take too long. Um, like Weeks, I would expect. Yeah, weeks. I mean, like the environment's all drawn, um, the... I have to be careful with say the uh, the uh, uh, the um, yeah the most of the models are, are in um, the sound is pretty much done the music's done um, yeah so there's it it there's a, there's a the, the stuff that remains is is largely fluff and, and and stuff to make it pretty brilliant timing with Unity 5 <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because Unity 5 is all about making things look pretty um, so yeah that's great but yeah I think it's going to be quite quite soon I'm very cool. excited uh, we'll watch this space then I guess yeah this has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk you can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A uh, I'm at EboGB which is E-B-O-W-G-B uh, I'm at Patrick J K A Y. You can reach him via us at notplayingpodcast@gmail.com or on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. If you're listening on iTunes, please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. Farewell. love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts? I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.